Well, tonight I'm going to continue the study on the armor of God. We'll be reading out of Ephesians 6 and 16 tonight. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. Tonight the focus is going to be on the shield of faith. But y'all know how it goes. Sometimes we slip off into something else too. So That's where we'll start anyway. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all. You know, we hadn't even finished talking about all of the pieces of the armor yet, and he's already telling us, above everything else, take the shield of faith. You know, we've talked about several different things, and let's just kind of look back at some of those to catch everybody up and get on the same sheet of music. But if you look at verse 14, talks about the girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15, talks about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And those are all important pieces of your armor. In fact, you might say that is the armor, if you're looking at the physical sense of it. But it says above everything else to take the shield of faith. And you know, there's all kinds of different shields. If you look back in history, and I'm sure if you were to go onto the internet and type in shield, and, and you would just get... You'd get the phone book. You'd get everything you can imagine as far as what a shield looks like. But we have to remind ourselves what Paul was using as his illustration. Once again, he was in a Roman prison. And he was looking at Roman soldiers. And that's the illustration that he's using to compare to this armor of God that he's talking about. So if we look at a Roman shield, we need to look characteristics of that shield and not everybody else's. And the characteristics of a Roman shield are in a lot of ways different from a lot of other shields. They were, they were really superior in a lot of ways. Because see, they, were, they had metal on the outside. They had brass. They were covered in brass. Sometimes, depending on on who was carrying the shield. Sometimes they were made totally out of brass. Most of them were made of wood covered in brass on the front. And what was the point behind that? The point was so that they would be stronger. And so that when someone shot a a bow, or I mean shot an arrow at you with a bow, or threw a spear or something like that, the metal would help to deflect whatever was coming at you. And you know, he goes on to say here that 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 will quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Now I know y'all have all seen movies and you've seen when they would have these arrows with the fire on the end and shoot them at people. and Maybe they would shoot it into a, 
a house or a wall that was made out of wood or a cart or anything like that, it would catch everything on fire. And that was the intent. So you can imagine what it would be like to actually get shot with one of those arrows that's on fire. I mean, it would be terrible. It's bad enough you get shot with the arrows. they got to burn you too. But if you had just a regular shield made out of wood or even maybe made out of leather, some of them were, that thing would pierce it and it may prevent the arrow from getting into you. But as that thing burn and catch, catch that shield on fire, that soldier would find himself ready to throw it down. And what did that do? Left him defenseless. I want you all to understand something about a shield. You see, uh, the armor you have on your body is, is good. Armor is good. But the purpose of a, a shield is a little different from that of armor. I think a good illustration of this, if you look at a police officer today, they all wear bulletproof vests. Or bullet resistant, maybe is a better term. They're supposed to. <laughs> I think that was a poke at Jerry. <laughs> but they're supposed to wear these vests, right? Well, let's face it. That vest only gives you protection if the bullet hits that vest. Right? If if you get hit in the arm, or in the head, or in the leg, it doesn't do much good. Or even a knife. The knife will go right through most of them. So you see that armor is good for certain things. And it has to be used in the proper way. But a shield was a little bit different. You see, they used shields not to just protect their body, but it was a form of defense. Now, see, there is a difference in, in protecting something and actually putting a barrier between you and the enemy. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you look at a police officer that wears that vest, they still try to hide behind stuff, don't they? They still try to put something between them and the bad guy that's shooting at them. That's just the last line of defense, see? That's uh, one of those, in case something happens and I get hit, this may save my life. But see, when you look at a police officer that is geared up with his riot gear, it's a little bit different scenario. He's got a helmet on, and he's got a shield. And what does that shield do? It puts a wall between him and whoever it is he's going to encounter. He can stay behind that shield, and he has protection. He don't have to worry about they're going to swing something at me because I can raise my shield and stop it. You know, the I was reading something and I thought this was really interesting. They said that the, the Romans were trained to such a degree that they could 
gather together in a turtle-like formation. And they could raise these shields and, and lock them in together. And it would be so strong and so resistant that even a chariot could drive over top of them. Now that's pretty strong, ain't it? You see, they, they trained for warfare. And they knew the limitations of their shield. So Paul says, above all, take the shield of faith. Above all. You know what that means to me, above all? That means if you have to pick one thing, that's the one you should pick. If you were limited and you, you couldn't get everything, you could only get one, the first one you better pick up is the shield of faith. So let's talk about faith for a minute. We all know the definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? We talked about that in depth before as to, as to what that really meant. And we understand that without faith, you lose hope. Because hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That is the very thing that hope is made up of. It's a belief in something, right? A, a trusting in something. Believing that whoever it is, and in our case it's God, is going to come through when we need Him. Believing that He is even though we don't see Him. Believing that He is what He says He is, even though we don't always see the evidence of what it is. That's what faith is, right? So we're talking about a shield of faith. How do these tie together? Now that we understand a little more about a shield and what its purpose was, how does this tie together with faith? Well, it's our, our faith in God that protects us. And how is that? Well, let me remind you of a Scripture. The Scripture says that if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, without faith, that Scripture doesn't mean anything. Without faith, we're not real sure who's on our side. So it's that belief that... And I want you all to remember, faith is the very thing that allows God to work in your life. Because if you don't believe He will, He won't. If you don't trust Him to do what He says He will do, He won't. He will just step back and let you do your own thing. He'll let you walk out there without that shield. But when you believe God is who He says He is and what He'll do, He'll, he'll do what, he'll say, what He said He'll do, you just picked up a shield and put in front of you, put between you and the enemy. Something else about a shield, you know, that breastplate of righteousness, I've heard different stories, I've heard different accounts of what the armor was like. But 
To me, a breastplate is something you put on the front. And you see, that only protects you if something hits you. doesn't matter if you're looking. If it doesn't hit that, I can turn like this even though my body's still facing this way and something can hit me in the side. But if I've got a shield, that shield is always going to be pointing where I'm looking. I can, I can take that shield and I can even use a shield as a, a weapon of offense. I can hit somebody with it. So it doesn't serve the same purpose as, as a piece of armor does. You see, when God is on our side, nobody can be against us. There's no weapon formed against us that will prosper, the Word says. So we have to have that kind of faith to, to put that kind of stuff into action. And it's that very faith, that shield of that allows that other, those other pieces of the armor to even be of benefit. Because if, if I don't have a shield, and somebody comes and sticks me in the side behind my breastplate, it didn't do me any good to have it on, did it? A shield must be proven. Let me explain that. Shane, if they come out with a new bulletproof vest and it was half the weight of the one you currently wear and you didn't get hot, it wasn't bulky, it was just like wearing a t-shirt, and they said, man, this is the best thing ever, just take it. Would you just trust that thing without knowing some evidence that it worked? Without seeing maybe even a demonstration of somebody shooting it to see if it's going to stop a bullet. <laughs> Probably not, right? Especially if it was if it felt like a t-shirt when you picked it up. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, that thing is there to protect you, right? It, it needs to be proven. You need to see evidence that this is going to work. Now, maybe after you've seen one and then they handed you another one, you say, well, okay, this is the same, so I'm going to trust it. Had the same maker. I trust that these people have done their due diligence to make sure this thing is manufactured correctly. But the point is, you're not going to go into battle with a shield thinking it's going to stop the fiery darts of the enemy, and then the next thing you know, that dart comes through that shield and hits you in the face. That wouldn't be very smart, would it? So your shield needs to be proven. Your faith needs to be proven. You know what a trial of faith does for you? It seems like a lot of work to start with. It seems like sometimes like it's a terrible time. Why is God putting me through this? But when you come out on the other side, what is revealed to you is a weakness in your faith. A weakness that... See, here's the nice thing about the things of God. Your faith can grow and increase. 
a material, carnal, natural, worldly shield is never going to get any better than it is. But your shield of faith, as it's tried and, and as you grow closer to God and learn to trust Him more, you, it begins to grow and increase and become stronger than it was. So a shield needs to be proven. And that's what God does is He tries us. Shows us where we need to grow and where we need to change. I'm going to share a couple scriptures with you. Psalms 28 and 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Now this is David. David knew something about a shield. He used a few of them every now and then, you know. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise Him. He said, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him. See, that tells you something about faith right there. It all ties into your how much do you trust God? Do you, how much do you believe what He says? See, a big part of faith is being totally convinced. When, when you get to the point where nobody, nothing anybody says can change your mind about who God is, you're totally convinced. Your faith is, is going to be stronger. Your faith is stronger because nobody can make it waver. David said that he trusted in Him. And he became his shield. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So now you understand more about why Paul said, Above all, take the shield of faith. Because if you don't have faith, the other pieces of the armor don't matter anymore. Because... I told y'all last, maybe the first time, this is the armor of God. It's His armor. The characteristics of this armor are godly characteristics. So if your faith is weak, your faith is in Him, if, if you don't have the kind of faith in Him that you should, then that other armor is going to be meaningless to you. His righteousness. Well, wait a minute, I don't believe in Him. What what does His rights matter? His truth, if I don't believe in Him, I don't believe what He says, right? The gospel of peace, if I don't have faith in Him, what good is His gospel? The helmet of salvation, I don't believe in Him, I don't believe in what He did with His Son on the cross. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Once again, if I don't believe in Him, I don't believe His Word. So you see, faith, even though a shield is physically attached to armor, everything rests on that shield. That faith, faith is the cornerstone of it. If it's not for the faith, everything else is pointless. You're just going into battle blind. Blind. 